Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Welcome to the free version of the Michael Savage podcast, and I'm going to keep it free for all of you. But there are many of you who would love to be able to listen to my show without any ads. I love ads, but many of you want to listen to the podcast free of ads. So we created something for you, a solution. We call it the Savage Premium. For less than the price of one flat, tasteless beer at your local bar, you can receive access to all of my podcasts going back years ad-free for just $3.99. That's at $3.99 a month. You'll get not only my ad-free podcast, but you will also occasionally receive access to material that is exclusive for members only, and I'm going to give you the list in a minute of what you've, what you've missed. You're going to get an occasional monologue from me, maybe a reading from one of my novels, sneak peeks of interviews before anyone else hears them, archive pieces dating back to 1994. Many things that come up, you're going to get exclusive access to Michael Savage material. Details can be seen on my website, michaelsavage.com, and if you want to join... All you got to do is go to glow.fm and search Savage Premium. That's glow.fm and search Savage Premium. Now, you will always have access to my free weekly podcast. I want to be clear about that. That's my promise to you. But if you want less ads and more Savage, join the Savage Premium Club today and never miss a spoken word of mine. It's glow.fm slash Savage Premium. You can find it on michaelsavage.com. And here's some of the stuff that you have missed so far. Michael Savage reading from his best-selling novel, Countdown to Mecca. My words, my voice. Savage reads from one of his lost journals, Fiji, 1968. Savage's first drive-time show, Hour One. My interview with the Jewish gangster, very popular. I uh, read from my first written, published article, Who Was at the Helm? From 1965, it's heard nowhere but on my premium site. I read passages from my novel, Abuse of Power. Uh, we replayed Fat Al's Tuna. My Savage show from 324.94, the earliest show in the archive, 324.94. My interview with Donald Trump from 110.2011. 110.2011, while Mark Levin was mocking him and Sean Hannity was mocking him uh, and the others were mocking him, I was interviewing Trump much more. And remember, subscribers also get ad-free podcasts every week. The cost is less than a beer at a bar, and you get a better buzz with, with the Savage Premium. So go to, go to glow.fm slash Savage Premium for full access to ad-free podcasts and exclusive sound you'll not hear anywhere else. Thank you very much. All right, here's the big one we've all been waiting for, which is the election podcast. And today's podcast is a shocker, actually. I had it all put together. 
we had 50 minutes of material and something came to me anonymously. I will not tell you where it came from. That is the most important thing I've ever read about elections. It's entitled, strangely enough, High Tech Election Theft. Well, that's my title. And we have other things in here. And this is one of the most important elections of our lifetime. America's future hangs in the balance like a loose tooth. You must vote. I don't care how they try to rig it or not rig it. You must vote. They're lying to you by saying there's going to be a red wave. That's to make you not vote. And that's to motivate the dem socialist communist to go out and vote. Okay. So high tech election theft is something I have never read anywhere in this detail. And then we talk about welcome to Weimar America, which is something that uh, you will want to hear. We will then have comments from our premium members about their thoughts on the election, what is happening to our nation, and a few comments from our team meeting today. This is a full-blown, wonderful, not fluff, truly important podcast called The High-Tech Theft of Elections by Michael Savage. Share it with 20 other people. Thank you. I received something in the mail from an anonymous source that is a shocker. I've seen it nowhere else. You've seen it nowhere else. The title is High-Tech Theft of a Superpower. And I looked through this and I thought I have to share this with you under the headline, High-Tech Election Theft. And it begins like this, Invisible Theft. We live in a 5GW world or fifth generational warfare, as coined by William S. Lynn, where acts of men are indistinguishable from acts of nature or God. Very smart and sophisticated people manipulate in subtle, almost undetectable ways. Revealing these methods necessitates the same level of sophistication used by the perpetrators. In other words, to catch these criminals, one must not only be able to think like them, but also possess the same understanding of science and systems. Whoever wrote this is a genius. Maybe it was written by a a machine. Listen to this. Mastering the art of manipulating elections. It is not merely a cacophony of malevolent incidents that include things such as ballot harvesting, unregistered voters, or switched votes, but a sophisticated multi-tier approach developed over time and designed to meet the following requirements. One, overly sophisticated design. Design and deploy an election system that is so sophisticated that election officials do not know how to operate it nor guard against error or abuse. Two, invisible manipulation. Perpetrate types of manipulation that resides within the margin of error and is undetectable and too complicated to understand by election officials, politicians, media, lawyers, and the public. Three, access restricted. Access to the forensic election data is blocked through a myriad of legal, political, and media maneuverings, rending forensic investigation impossible. Four, qualified investigators restricted. The people with the skill sets to investigate and uncover a manipulation of this sophistication are either restricted by corporate contract, fear of political or social retribution. Are you listening? Let me go on with this anonymous article, High Tech Theft of an Election. It's hard to believe. So let's go into some of the details. It says this, a snapshot of schemes. In this brief, we will present a few of these highly effective schemes to provide the reader insight into the elegance by which high-tech thieves can, and in some cases, have already used to cheat the system. 
Manipulate ballot rejection sensitivity. You got to hear this. Hypothesis. Manipulated jurisdictions set their ballot rejection sensitivity differently than other jurisdictions so as to cause more ballots to enter manual adjudication. <laughs> Layman's terms. As the ballots flow through the system, this change in sensitivity sends ballots to human staff who then view images of ballots and make any changes they want to the votes cast on the ballot, which are then tallied in the official vote total. Did you hear that one? Detail. Ballot rejection sensitivity is a setting in the Democracy Suite Election Event Designer, EED, which Dominion refers to as the, quote, threshold of mark detection, unquote. Setting can be changed by anyone with access and, quote, technical advisor credentials. This sensitivity setting reacts to the percentage of marked pixels on a paper ballot. It typically includes both an upper and lower threshold level, such that any ballots that is outside the upper or lower bounds is subject to adjudication and therefore human manual intervention. During this manual intervention process, staff can change the vote cast however they see fit. Continued. Manipulate ballot rejection sensitivity continued. Conclusion. In contested jurisdictions, altering ballot rejection sensitivity caused more ballots to enter the manual correction process adjudication. This process is run by staff who may not be overseen, thereby creating enormous opportunity to change any vote to whatever they choose. Are you still listening? Proposed analysis. Determine threshold settings in several contested and non-contested jurisdictions to reveal if there are differences in settings. Imagine if the ballot rejection sensitivity was not only set to cause a higher percentage of ballots to enter the manual correction process, but what if the tabulators were also connected to the Internet? What if the adjudication process was controlled by algorithms run by foreign servers? This vote-changing process could then be completely automated. Factoid. This is an advanced but opposite version of what happened in Broward County in Bush versus Gore. There, precinct-based optical scanning machines were set to accept ballots with the ballot rejection filter turned off. Hence, voters submitted ballots that were later rejected at the county tabulation center without any recourse for correcting the ballot and therefore from disenfranchising voters in the country. I'll go on because I'm almost done. I know you're probably turning this off already. The, the next one is something anyone can understand. Distribute ballot paperweight. Employ differently weighted paper for ballots sent to voters of each political party. Ballots printed on lighter weight paper have a higher tendency of jamming or suffering damage by the high-speed scanners used for tallying ballots in an election. Conclusion. Lighter weight ballots would be damaged and then sent to the manual correction process where votes can be easily changed or sorted and distributed to low-speed scanners where differently weighted ballots are tallied, employing either dissimilar counting al algorithms or ballot rejection sensitivity, causing these ballots to enter the manual correction process where votes can be easily changed manually by people. The product sheet for the InterScan High Pro Scanners details acceptable paper as 30 to 280 grams per square meter. However, interviews with election officials finds that lighter weight paper commonly jams or is torn as the edges when run through these scanners, 
Hence, lighterweight paper ballots are typically run on lower speed scanners. Shall I go on? Scanner Pro. I have all of the references in here and I won't bore you with them. So I'll conclude now. Multiple ballot designs. The programming design for reading a ballot is deliberately changed to be different than the design for the matching printed ballot, thereby manipulating the vote count by misinterpreting how the ballot is read by the scanner. After the ballots are printed and before the votes are scanned, a change can be made to the scanner programming that alters how votes on the matching printed ballot are interpreted and counted. When an election official creates a printed ballot on the election event designer, EED, the programming for the scanners to interpret votes on the printed ballot is simultaneously created. The programming defines the locations on the ballot where the scanner expects a mark representing a vote for a particular candidate. If a bad actor modifies the programming for the scanner after the ballot is printed, but before ballots are scanned, then the specific position for the mark could easily be interpreted as a vote for another candidate or shifted so that a vote for the candidate is not counted and instead causes the ballot to enter the manual correction process. Conclusion. It is trivial for a bad actor to shift votes at their will and do so in a controlled manner such that it is undetectable except through forensic audit. Proposed analysis. Rerun all ballots through clean tabulators using known good programming. Are you listening? Ancillary note in this article reads as follows. We have witness evidence of the above in the following excerpt from an email exchange. Quote, after the ballot programmer for the state of Michigan election source left off contests on the ballot, the ballot had to be recreated. Antrim County did not upload the new files to their database, but loaded them on their precinct ballot tabulators and did not conduct logic and accuracy tests with their updated files, unquote. There is a reference given. Democracy Suite EMS, EMS, Democracy Suite EMS Election Event Designer User Guide Version 5.11-CO colon 8, May 31, 2019. Event ghost precincts hypothesis were precincts created that are virtual to harvest ballots and shift them in and out of real physical precincts layman's terms the software is configurable in a manner that could allow votes to be destroyed or manufactured without detection if virtual precincts are employed so total ballots cast remain unaffected bad actors may set up precincts that do not have physical representations System parameters allow for the turning on or off the adjudication function and or adjusting reporting such that only totals are reported or reported only after a specified percentage of precincts are closed. A ghost precinct can be thought of as a bucket where ballots are sent for the candidate you do not favor and this ghost precinct is configured to be excluded from the vote totals. Ballots are manufactured for the candidate you do like. And these ballots are configured to be included in the vote totals. In this case, the total quantity of ballots cast in a county remain unchanged. Proposed analysis. Manual recount of paper ballots. Search for evidence of ghost precinct creation in the EED tabulators and EMS. Is that enough for you? Well, there's a little bit more. Here's the conclusion. This is on the high-tech theft of a superpower which we are calling high-tech election theft from an unknown source. 
information strategy, deploy diversions and instigate chaos. Show egregious videos of the public and party members being blocked from observing election operations to cause noise created by public outrage, stifling quieter, more insightful and more credible minds who might otherwise involve themselves in a forensic investigation, but are scared off by the media insanity. Release YouTube videos of suitcase of ballots being emptied in the middle of the night as a distraction to the real underlying sophistication of the crime. Boy, oh boy. Small, talented group with years of development. An attack of this sophistication would have taken years and numerous election cycles to plan and prepare for. The universe of people with the know-how, the means, and the will to perpetrate such a crime would be very small, perhaps less than a few hundred suspects who possess deep technical understanding. All of the evidence exists within the election offices of contested jurisdictions to prove or disprove the theses discussed here. There are numerous other inconsequential attacks that a causal observer would not see and were not discussed here, but that are possible and quite probable. The good news is that virtually all are detectable. There is no written person on this. This is an astonishing report that I just received on high-tech election theft. I have no idea who prepared this, but whoever did knows what they're talking about. Please share this with everyone you can find on the high-tech theft of elections. I'm Michael Savage. Thanks for listening. What a world we live in. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Welcome to the Weimar America that you created. Biden is the most radical president in American history, bar none. There's never been a more leftist, crazed administration than this one. Now bear with me, and I think I don't have to prove my point. Uh, sex change operations for children, check. He says it's healthful and family values. Printing money, check. He says it's good for America's economy that's not causing the inflation. $18 billion to Ukraine, where'd the money go? Nobody knows. Where are the weapons going? Nobody knows. Food prices through the ceiling, it doesn't really matter after all. If you're president, it's all free, isn't it? If you're Pelosi, what's the difference what ice cream costs? Gasoline, what the hell is the difference? Drain the petroleum reserve. Now, what does the petroleum reserve have to do with anything? Well, it's a short story. It doesn't require a great genius to explain it to you. The petroleum reserve was created by Teddy Roosevelt around World War I, filled with bunker fuel to run our ships in case we went to war. After all, most of our ships did not run on bicycle energy. They don't have the sailors below peddling. And the ships don't yet run on wind energy. And there aren't enough batteries yet to run our Navy. Our Navy runs on fuel oil, bunker fuel. That's what the petroleum reserve is. Your president, your Weimar insane senile puppet has drained the petroleum reserve in an attempt to lower gas prices before the election. So when I say welcome to the Weimar America. It's not just a metaphor. 
Now, what was the Weimar Republic? I've explained it in several of my books over the years. You can look it up in two seconds. The Weimar Republic was a degenerate, psychotic Germany that led to Hitler. The Weimar Republic was run by the liberals of Germany. They bankrupted the nation after World War I. Not entirely their own fault, a little related to the conditions that Germany was put in after World War I. Germany was blamed for the entire war and the country was ruined by the so-called peace treaty. The country was carved up, the people were humiliated, their ships were sunk, and so the German people was seething with rage toward the nations that forced it alone to pay for World War I. And the Weimar Republic was run by people like Pelosi, Biden, occasional cortex, people like that, the far left, took over Germany. And they were nowhere near as extreme as what we have today under this regime of insane people. Nowhere near it. Do you think anybody would have suggested a sex change operation in Germany in 1920, 21? They would have been shot. They would have been thrown into the river. Nobody would have done to the children, even in Weimar, Germany, what the Democrats are doing to our children today. And all of this is gonna to lead to what I predict will happen during the election. I'm on Newsmax TV on Saturdays at three o'clock Pacific, that's six o'clock Eastern. And I'm on Thursday evenings on a regular time slot, usually in the 6 p.m. Pacific hour, the 9 p.m. Eastern hour with Jen Pellegrino. They've been asking me, well, what do you want to talk about? So I'm going to include you a little bit in the background. They said, well, what do you want to talk about? What do you think about getting Michael's take in general about what might occur and why, they asked me. So here's what I wrote. Well, of course, we can all predict a so-called red tidal wave, but I'm not so sure. With no voter ID, five million new illegal aliens and a non-existent media, I'm not so sure. What do you think, folks? Are you so sure there's gonna be a so-called red tidal wave? My phrase, no. The next one was, my recent tweets would make for good fodder on today's TV show. And he says, well, what about your interview with Miranda Devine and that underlying headline, Women Need to Divorce Dems? That's the podcast we put up yesterday. It's a great interview. And here's what I wrote. I said, yes, that's a good topic. It will likely be the women who make or break it for the expected new red wave. Again, a phrase I created today, new red wave. The rapes, beatings, and violence from the released, quote, minority criminals, code words. Rapes, beatings, and violence from the minority criminals have women frightened across America. And it's all since the murder by that insane cop by George Floyd. George Floyd was murdered by the cop. Please don't talk to me anymore about he had drugs. We know that. We know he had fentanyl in his system. The cop choked him to death. He was crying for his mother. I never saw anything like it. The cop is in jail for life. But now America has been raped. America now has a knee in its neck from all of the minorities who've been released from jail by the liberal judges who say that it's too punitive to keep a rapist in jail. Let him go out and rape a jogger at five in the morning. After all, it's compensation. It's a form of reparations, which I called rape a nation. 
about 15 years ago. Let them go out and rape. It's kind of a, like an evening, an, an, equity, an equity thing. Rape the joggists. It's kind of an equity thing. After all, the poor people were oppressed. They were held down by the evil society. So when you let the maniac out of jail, of course he's gonna get even and rape a white woman running in five in the morning or beat someone up on a subway or push someone in front of a train. Why not? Isn't that, isn't that reparations in a sort of way? Sure. So when I say welcome to Weimar America, of course I'm being sarcastic. And then you have the inflation caused by old Joey boy and his psychotics around him. The Jake Sullivans, the psychos printing money around the clock. You know, if you're not occasional cortex and you actually work for a living and you pay your bills yourself, and you know what interest is, and you know that that's what is the foundation of a monetary system of the kind we have, you borrow money from someone. Now, why would the someone give you money? Let's say this is you and this is them, and they have what you need, they're fatter than you, so they lend you some of their money. And what do you give them back in return? A bag of wheat? A sack of apples? No, you give them back their money with interest. That's not evil. That's called an exchange. They lend you what they have and you give it back to them with a slight profit to continue, so they can continue earning money to give it to you. That hasn't been taught at Harvard, I think, in 50 years. Is that they teach you America's a racist country, blah, blah, blah. My father-in-law, may rest in peace, was Harvard summa cum laude. Served in World War II, naval officer. All my uncles served in World War II. They all understood what this nation was. Do you? Does occasional cortex, that lying witch, who comes from a middle-class Hispanic family in Westchester, New York, who pretends she's down with the poor Hispanics, she knows what interest is. How else does she pay for her $500 uh, sweatshirts, her $1,000 haircuts and her $5,000 gowns? where she can go to those stupid parties with the other degenerates. So that's what interest is. You borrow from someone who has more and you pay it back with interest. So Joe, your president, the senile lunatic who belongs in an asylum, keeps churning out and printing money today or yesterday while you slept or you were the, the, some degenerate party using drugs. Another $400 million sent to Zelensky in Ukraine. Another $400 million, that's like $18 billion. Nobody knows where all the money went. Nobody knows where all the weapons went. Nobody knows if the weapons are being sold on the uh, open market, on the black market. Nobody knows how many of the weapons were stolen by Russia from the battlefield. We know nothing, but oh, that doesn't stop old Joe the hobbler. The Savage Nation, it's savage on demand. Anyone who has worked with elderly people or has seen elderly people suffering from dementia, pre-senile dementia, Parkinson's dementia, as I have, understand he has advanced Parkinson's dementia. You need to look no further than the shuffle, the foot shuffle, when he shuffles on and off a stage. It's not funny, it's pathetic. The worst part is when he gives a little hop, a little quick hop, to show he's still spry. It's sad, you can start crying for the guy. 
Someone has to put their hands around him and say, it's okay, Joe, you did your job for Nancy. It's okay now, you can rest. We have plenty of ice cream waiting for you and a warm blanket. That little hop after he gives another one of his hate speeches like Hitler. The hands, by the way, are another giveaway of Parkinson's. When they grip, if you've been in a, in a senior citizen home, they grip, they hold on to the air like that because they, they're imbalanced, they grip. So after he gives a hate speech, he gives a hop, a shuffle, and then he gives a little run, a hop run, a shuffle run to show he's spry. It's hard to watch with a laughing stock of the world. And we're going broke. Where do you think the inflation comes from, occasional cortex? It comes from crazy spending, war, social programs, unlimited social programs, no cost cutting, no tightening of the belt, nothing. So we have all the seeds of a complete and total economic meltdown if we're not in it already. What we're having now, of course, is the election. So you have the Democrats and the Republicans. I only have blue pens today. And the question, well, I'll give you a red pen here. I have a red and a blue. We've got a red and a blue. The left is so smart that they stole our color, which is blue, and they gave us the color of communism, which is red. They're so, they're so freaking smart, they've reversed everything. The Dems were the party of the Ku Klux Klan against the Republicans after the Civil War, but you don't know that either, because all you learned is that America bad, etc. So you got the red and the blue. So now there's an estimate coming up in the media, which is, by the way, a bullshit fame that we, the conservatives, have had enough of inflation and crime, et cetera, and the election's gonna be a sweep for the Republican Party. Do you know why they're telling you that? All of a sudden, the stinking, rotten, verminist, traitorous liars like Wolf Blitzer and Anderson Cooper and Jake Tapper and the other pack of lying scum, do you know why they're feeding you that? Why would they tell you that the Republicans are gonna win when you know they hate you? And you know they're all left-wing fanatics. Why would they tell you that? They hope you stay home, figuring out we got it in the bag. And it also was an attempt to motivate the scum on the Democrat side, the communists, the socialists, the anarchists, those, those, the haters, the haters of America, the haters of heterosexuals, the haters of mother, of father, of church, of family, of borders, of language, of culture. So they're lying to you. We don't know if it's gonna be a sweep. Moreover, boys and girls, with all the five million illegals that Joe and Nancy brought in, how many of them are gonna vote? I don't know, do you know? With the little old ladies at the polling places, that if you go in to a polling place and you try to show your ID, they say, oh no, don't show us that. I've done it. Oh no, we don't wanna see your ID, oh no. That way we can take the busloads coming in of illegal aliens from Guatemala or El Salvador and we could just have rubber stamp them on the Democrat side. Oh no, don't show us the ID. Look, as far as I'm concerned, elections should occur only on one day as they did when I was young. And if you're sick, you don't go, you don't vote. It's that simple. You're in the military, you get a ballot to mail in. That's about it. If you can't go to the poll, you don't go to the poll. And if you're too stupid to read English, stay away, we don't need you. Do you know what the hell you're talking about anyway? 
When did they invent ballots in 16 languages? When? When Nancy Pelosi got control of the Democrat Party. English only, all ballots. You don't read English, you don't vote because you don't know what the hell you're voting for. You know, I'm the son of an immigrant, and I've said to this to you this many times, those of you who followed me many years. I have my grandfather's little ID card somewhere in a cabinet over there. It's one of my little things. I, I yeah, I'm, I'm a collector. So it has the man's name and his address written in English for him because he didn't speak English when he came here. He learned it within a, I don't know how long, I really don't know. But he came here and he worked his way up from nothing. He opened a little tailor shop on the Lower East Side and he became a fine tailor who made suits, actual whole suits for uh, those who could afford fine suits on the Lower East Side of Manhattan in those times. Allegedly they were Probably, uh, I don't know who they were. I don't know who they were, but he made suits for them. He was a fine tailor. And he died at uh, 48 from a, a little heart attack because he worked his heart out. He would rather throw himself off a building than take a nickel. No, no, there was welfare there. It was called home relief. Nobody in my circle, in my parents' generation, would have taken a nickel in home relief. They would have been ostracized by the community of workers. They all worked, very hard workers seven days a week, six days a week. And they would, if someone took home relief, they wouldn't talk to them. They would shun them. They were like lepers. That was my parents' generation. Home relief, that was welfare. So you tell me about the Statue of Liberty. You mean you're tired, you're poor, and those yearning to be free. As I've told you for 20 years now, that was writ written by Emma Lazarus, I believe, when there was no welfare state. They came here to work their asses off. They lived 16 to a room. They weren't put up, they were not put up in $400 a night rooms. These, oh, don't get me started. You got homeless veterans on the streets of America sleeping on the concrete with rats around them. And these nobodies, these leeches, these parasites that are being busted by Mayorkas and that gang are being put up in New York in $400 a night rooms. It's a world upside down, which is why I say we're living in the Weimar America. Now, many of you understand what I'm saying and agree with me. Some of you are so stupid, you don't even understand how twisted this all is. You've gotten so used to the sickness of the left that you think this is the norm. But you see, this doesn't go on forever. What happened in Germany, and I pray it doesn't happen here, I'll repeat that again so you get it right, is that Germany became so bankrupt and so degenerate, the pornography, by the way, the pornography of the Weimar Republic was so mild compared to the filth that's put out now for, on, on, on the internet. These porn sites should all be closed down and the owners of them should be arrested for crimes against humanity in the minds of millions of Americans. It has destroyed minds, it's destroyed families, it's destroying children. A child could pick up a phone and look at the most vile things imaginable occurring between people? That's a norm in a country? Well, hey, I guess I'm a traditionalist in that sense. I really don't think children should be able to see such graphic images. Well, there are blockers on there. Yeah, right. Kids can't get around them, no. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. What else do you want me to talk about? Tell you what else is wrong with the world? Or you already know it. What topic do you want me to touch on right now? I think I've done it all. 
makes me sad to see Dr. Savage so unhappy. What makes me sad too, I can't sleep anymore. I'm waking up in the middle of the night, worrying for my nation under this degenerate administration. These sick bastards, it's unheard of that they can get away with this over and over again, screwing up one thing after another. He had a, a little honeymoon period until he withdrew from Afghanistan with that fat slob Millie, Joint Chiefs of Staff Millie. Really, it really gives you a sense of confidence to see a putz like that as the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. A real, a real feeling of, of comfort to know that's running the military. What happened was the abrupt withdrawal from Afghanistan, leaving $150 billion of advanced equipment on the ground in Afghanistan and leaving our allies behind to be slaughtered by the radical Islamists, that was the beginning of what should have been the end of the Biden administration. If we had a legitimate political system, not this garbage called Democrat-Republican, Republican-Democrat, which I've called Democrats-Republicrats, with Mitch McConnell tell me the difference between the two. It's a matter of who's getting more out of the deal, one party or the other. You getting more? McConnell is an example of everything wrong with America. He represents allegedly another party, but he is the same party, the uniparty system. So there you go, Democrats, Republicrats. If we had a legitimate parliamentary system here, right after the disastrous Afghanistan withdrawal, there would have been a vote of no confidence and Biden would have been thrown out by his own party and they would have put in someone else. God knows it would not be the giggler. She is not fit to run the Humane Society in San Francisco, certainly not. The giggler was put in there by Willie Brown and Nancy Pelosi. She's a holding card. But there would have been a call for a new election. He would have been thrown out and it would have stopped a lot of what's happened, but we're stuck with this shuffler now for another two years, the shuffle. You ever see him do the two-step, the Frankenstonian step? That's Parkinson's disease, boys and girl. Any second-year medical student knows what that is, the shuffle. The shuffle, that's Parkinson's disease. And then when he gives you the quick two-step to the airplane or the helicopter to show he's spry, it's the most pathetic thing I've ever seen in my life. Can't, you can't say it, though. It's like you can't say that it's African-American males who are on a rampage across America doing most of the street crime. Can't say it. I didn't just say it. You imagined I just said it. I, you imagined I just said it. Since George Floyd was murdered by that homicidal cop and the cop is in jail for life, that's called justice. It's been hands off on African-American violence in America. The rapes, the murders, the robbing from stores, and the judges let them do it. Here in California, they made it, you can steal up to $950 and, and not even be arrested under uh, this government. I never saw anything like this. I, I, I don't know how a country like this survives. The answer is it doesn't. So what will happen? I'll repeat what I said before. I said a few things before. I'll read it to you again in case you just came in late. Here it is. Let's see. What did I say? We, here it is. We can all predict the so-called red tidal wave, but I'm not so sure. 
with no voter ID, five million new illegals on top of the millions of others that were let in, and a non-existent media, I'm not so sure. Yes, the women will divorce the Democrat Party, for sure. The underlying headline, Women Need to Divorce Dems, is my podcast. It's my interview with a great reporter, Miranda Devine. She's the smartest woman in the media. Yeah, the women are turning away from the Democrats by the millions. The only question is, will enough of them and will enough centrist Democrats abandon the party of insanity and hatred and degeneracy and drugs and war in time to save America and send the message, finally, to the vermin on the left? I'm not so sure. I uh, tweeted something that I should conclude with because it's, ho- it's optimistic, but who knows, you know, if it's going to hold true. Democrat female relative who was a lifetime Democrat told me she voted R across the board the other day because of the minority rapes and crime wave. The rape of that woman, the jogger, was the last straw for her. She was a moderate. You know, she would vote by the candidate. She would vote sometimes a Democrat, sometimes a Republican, depending on the candidate. She said, I didn't even look after that rape. When I saw that animal who had been in and out of jail and raped many other women and that stupid, the judges let that animal out and raped that woman. She said, I can't imagine what it would have been like seeing that face on top of her, screwing her on the ground and breaking the bones in her neck. Is that graphic enough for you? Enough is enough. The women have had enough. And they're divorcing the abusive, lying, cheating husband called Biden. Biden is the abusive, lying, cheating husband. And the women will divorce him. Will enough of them divorce him and wake up in time for the election? It's anybody's guess. With the illegal aliens, with no voter ID, and with you know who counts the votes... Some company in Spain? Did you ever, you're not allowed to even talk about this. This is a no-no. Oh, no. It's like the vaccine works. The votes are honest. There's no problem at the border. There's no fentanyl epidemic. Joe Biden is sane as a uh, saint. No, no, no. You can't bring any of that up. They say they miss me on this radio station or that. This is your new radio station. Don't you understand I don't want to do this every night. Do you understand what a godsend it is for me not to be on radio five days a week? I did it for 26 years. It was my fourth career. I began radio when I was 52 years old. You try it. I went into the top three. I did great. And then when I left radio, I went into podcasting, two a week and two TV shows a week. That's four productions a week. Isn't that enough for me? You try it at your age. And that's all I have to say right now. Will there be a red tidal wave with the shuffler in power? Home of borders, language, culture, the Savage Nation. Welcome to the uh, morning meeting, the Monday morning team meeting. We've got Karen, we got Doug this morning. And we're going to put together the podcast, the all-important podcast for Tuesday, which is the election podcast, but... Since the election results won't be in until at night, the podcast we're going to post on Tuesday uh, will contain an amazing piece. I think it was pretty amazing. 
called Welcome to Weimar America, which I initially put up on YouTube. And then we have the Newsmax show that I did Saturday, which was cut up a little bit. I couldn't develop a thought to any extent, but I'm going to try and develop those thoughts a little more clearly today. Is there anything else that we could throw into this potpourri for tomorrow? I have some ideas. Doug, Karen, anything? We we could send. We have the comments from the listeners. Um, Are they any good? Pretty, um, yeah, I, I think yeah. a lot of them actually backed up some of the main issues that you've been hammering on, whether it's how the abortion ruling is going to affect the race, um, crime. I, I was really amazed at some of the response we had. People living downtown Chicago, one of our subscribers was assaulted in Manhattan. She works at a hospital. So, um, you know, I think. Oh, it's affecting America, in other words. It's not yeah. It's not what Hillary Clinton says. Who cares what she say? Why is this so important? And Hochul, who is that? Who is Hochul? Where did she come from? I know she was a lieutenant governor under the corrupt Cuomo, but that's not the issue. What the hell is her background with that stone face? I mean, these why do the Democrat women all look like they're stoned on some kind of drug? <laughs> uh, really, I should say what drug is what I'm asking. Yeah, exactly. What's with the fixed face? Either they're yelling and screaming with hatred or they have this fixed smile. Well, I was very impressed with Zeldin when he was attacked on stage by a big guy. And as Miranda Devine said, he, he's a martial artist. He's a karate expert because his muscle memory kicked in and he blocked the, the blow and he grabbed the man's other wrist. Yeah, That was the first time I saw him as a kind of macho guy. Then I found that he had been in the military, met National Guard and a family man. Imagine that married to a woman with actual children. It's hard to believe he's got my vote. I love his politics. You think what do you think the day before the election what do you, do you agree with? Don't say I don't want you to agree with me. Do you think that I have something here that we shouldn't count our chickens before they hatch? Yeah. That with the dead voters, <laughs> the illegal alien voters and the rigged machines that we may not be in for such a red wave, tidal wave. My my So we're I'm in Pennsylvania and we watched the Fetterman debate. And my husband said and he's a centrist guy. He goes, how can anybody how can anyone be so stupid to vote for Fetterman? And I told my husband, they might not be stupid, but they could be greedy enough to vote for Fetterman. What do you mean, for welfare, welfare benefits? Right. The yeah, party of the Democrats is socialism. The government gives you stuff. You do nothing. Yes. Yeah. I have a family member who's going to be voting for Fetterman. He wants his student loans forgiven. He believes he's a Bernie person. So he doesn't care that he wasn't really it needs to focus on his health. He just wants whatever he's selling or, or which is giveaways. I get it. It's yeah. always been the same. The Democrats are the so party of socialism and um, internationalism. And now we have a bunch of nationalist candidates who are pushing the individual liberty uh, theme. And I'm not so sure the individual liberty theme works with all of America. Doug, what do you think? Well, where, where I live here in here in Oregon is is crazy. Um, most of the state is, for lack of a better word, Republican right wing, uh, but we're controlled by Portland because Portland's where all the people live. So look at the worst city in the 
probably one of the worst cities. So it's the same dynamic as New York City, New York State. Yeah, they run the state. And it's mainly what? And, and Portland has become... I mean, I remember visiting on my book tours. It was a, I love the city. I love Portland. I love Seattle. They're gorgeous, yeah. small Western cities. I always loved going there. I almost moved to Portland at one point. I almost moved to Seattle at one point because I love these cities. I thought they were gorgeous. They were quiet, dignified, just actually grand little cities. And then what happened no was the California refuse moved there. That started the ball rolling. And then where did these homeless scum come from? And the anarchists, where did they arrive? When did they get in those cities? Well, it's been, they, they've been running the area for four or five years now. Are they indigenous? No, most of them So they aren't. came from other places like San Francisco and New York. Right, a lot of them. And also it's a, a big uh, college. Right, college. college. I went to college. I went to college. I learned how to make a bomb and how to beat people up. Bomb making one bomb making one oh one nail bomb two oh two punching and kicking in protest one oh three how to break yeah. windows yeah the normal well, we're on the verge of a nervous breakdown in the country we got a raging war in Ukraine the U S is even getting nervous now about that wonderful American hero Zelensky even they're trying to prod him into you know settling with putin irrespective of who started it yeah it's like a fight that's getting out of control that's dragging the whole world into the skirmish and someone's trying to break it up finally they finally figured it out how long have we been saying with guest after guest you know it doesn't matter that yeah. russia was in the wrong if they were 100 in the wrong because they won't stop hasn't it become apparent to the world yet where this goes the arc this is world war one all over again dragging one superpower and after the other no. Speaking of which, I saw the movie All Quiet on the Western Front on Netflix. Anyone seen it? No. Oh, it's no, grim, I horrible. I don't know how human beings live through that fighting in the mud. I don't understand how a man could live through that. How many millions of men were killed in World War One? And if Zelensky and the Ukrainians, despite the fact that they've suffered tremendously, do not settle with Putin, they're going to lose the whole nation and drag Europe into the war. And with this administration, we're in it already. We know that we've been in it. Special forces have been on the ground for years. I'm sorry, for months, telling us they're there now. All of a sudden, they finally admitted it to track where the weapons are going that we're sending to the pristine Zelensky regime. And they found some of them have already been sold on the black market. Oh, shocking. Ukraine corrupt? No. This is not an issue for the election, though. You notice no candidate is discussing the Ukraine-Russia war. Did any of them say we'll pull out of Ukraine when, if I'm elected? No. I think with inflation and all the other issues, no, they're not even talking about it. Well, all, aren't all elections bread and butter issues at the end of the day, despite the fact that they've attacked our children and try to pervert them, perform uh, Frankenstein-like Mengele surgery, child gender surgery and the pollution of our schools are a big issue to the moms but is it big enough we don't know it comes down to bread and butter and truthfully the inflation costs the trump rallies how much is bacon did you see that how much is a turkey this year how much is gas i think it's going to come down to the inflation because 
if you actually dig into the people and uh, their suffering financially, many people can't even afford to buy a turkey right now. So we don't know. Well, it's like a a great radio host used to say many years back. It's the pebble in the shoe. What is the pebble in the shoe, though? For me, it's it's inflation. I I can't afford to fill my tank in my car right what? now. What? I have to limit where I go. I can't just you know. Oh, I'm going to go to the store and drive off. I have to go. I have to go to this store, this store, this store, and you know, I've got my medical things. I have to go to this, go to this. And that's it. I sit at home because I can't afford to, to go out and drive around. I can't go to the park. There's things well, I can't do. It's today's well, America. Uh, in Culver City, they're voting on whether 16-year-olds should be allowed to vote. I don't know why they should cut it off at 16 in California, since they let illegal aliens vote who are, who are illiterate in their home language and don't know what country they're in. All they know is they get everything for free. Why shouldn't five-year-olds be allowed to vote? After all, they're people, aren't they? Except they're, if they're in the womb, they're not people. The older you get, the worse you get. You know, now you're like, oh, now I understand why they made landowners only allowed to vote. <laughs> Ballot initiative that allows 16 and 7 year olds to vote in city and school board elections. Local measure. Just an example of some of the stuff going on. So we don't know anything else before we go. Uh, did you see the... Uh the head of the Russia Wagner group admitted to U.S. election interference the day before. Where? Where do you see this? Uh, it was on uh, Reuters, Al Jazeera, CNN. Of course. Do you believe it? No. Very convenient. <laughs> Putin linked businessman admits to U.S. election meddling. Kremlin connected. Yevgeny admitted Monday. Oh, please. Haven't we interfered with every foreign election that we can possibly get our hands on? Didn't we just send our CIA director to Brazil to certify the election? <laughs> yeah, but that's in the name. Oh, of I'm freedom. sorry. What am I missing okay. here? <laughs> Why would he admit this? He doesn't even say what he did. He just says we interfered. He doesn't say for what side or what purpose. So it's, it's shady to begin with. I don't know. How, how can we not believe? How can we believe anything? Why would someone who's close to Putin admit this right now? He would be killed immediately. Does this make sense? A one-time hot dog stand owner, Pergozin, opened a swanky restaurant in St. Petersburg that drew interest from Putin. During his first term in office, Putin took then-French President Chirac to dine at one of Pergozin's restaurants. Putin saw how I built a business out of a kiosk. He saw that I don't mind serving to the esteemed guests because they were my guests expanded attended the opening parasha factory making school lunches built on blah, blah, blah. contracts to provide meals at public schools okay and i don't get this he's a private military contractor was admitting to this and he's going to survive one second mm -hmm. how could this be believable admitted monday in remarks posted on social media from the yeah. press service of his catering company on the eve of U.S. midterm elections in response to a request for comment. Well, I do believe Santa Claus is coming to give me to shave 20 years off my life. 
God, how far will these people go? Yeah, it, it, that sounds like a, a desperation. Story. I'm glad I never ate any of his hot dogs. Thank God. Wonder if that's the uh, where the polonium sushi came from. Polonium sushi from his hot dog stand. <laughs> Red Wave Eve says Breitbart. Dems loses support among Hispanic blacks. Musk says vote GOP in midterms to curb excesses of Dems. Oh, that's a good one. He actually said that? He came out for a party? Good for him. A businessman willing to stand up for his beliefs? Okay, I think that does it. I'm going to get to work on um, this after the coffee. It's ludicrous to believe that um, Putin's chef, the hot dog guy, as reported uh, all over the place, admitted to interfering in uh, in elections. How in the world would anyone do believe that? Russia reactivates its trolls and bots ahead of Tuesday's midterms. Again, this comes from Yahoo News. Another reliable source. So it's not believable because Russia's Yevgeny Prigozhin claims he is meddling in U.S. midterm elections. Why would he do that? He'd be killed immediately. A country that's destroying Ukraine wouldn't let a man live one second and everything would be taken from him. How in the world could they publish this and believe anyone to believe this? Well, how? That's like believing that uh, Fetterman is not brain damaged. Bernie Sanders is not a communist and Joe Biden doesn't have Parkinson's disease. So here we go. The hackers, trolls and bots are working overtime in advance of Election Day. Welcome to America. I'm Michael Savage. Be right back. Savage, a host like no other. So this is our election coverage now on the Michael Savage podcast. And my listeners, those who subscribe to my podcast, uh, have this to say. Marianne in New York reports, I live in New York on Long Island. I work in a large hospital facility in Manhattan. I commute by the LIRR. I was assaulted in full uniform on 34th Street in Manhattan in April of 2020. I'm voting red all the way. Most people are talking amongst themselves about voting red. We can't live this way anymore. We do not answer polls. Got a young coworker who never voted before to register on the deadline. Someone I know wanted to vote blue because of women's issues. She bought into the abortion due to rape. I said vote blue so the rapist can go free and rape again. At least you can kill the unborn child if you get pregnant. She ends by saying liberalism really is a mental disorder. It's sadly true. It's sadly true. Michael in downtown Chicago, Illinois, has this to say. I've lived in downtown Chicago for the last eight years. The first five of these years, I could walk around in the middle of the night without any concern. The last three years have been a disaster. Vagrants on every corner. I've heard gunfire from inside my high-end apartment. Drag racing downtown is normal. I know friends who have been carjacked or mugged. Crime is out of control. Vincent, Pennsylvania says, 
as you were spot on, my wife will not vote for Mastriano because of the abortion issue. Michael, you are right. I've at least talked to her into not voting for governor at all and still supporting the rest of the Republican ticket and have a couple of days to change her mind completely. Hope this info helps. Thanks for asking. Of course, this abortion issue was unnecessary. It was put on the ballot for the Supreme Court to vote on by the Mitch McConnell wing of the Republican Party because they select what goes onto the docket. Believe me, this was a throw. This was a throwing the election. Janet, New York, says, my daughter went to an early voting center in Long Island, New York. She was told that she already voted by absenting ballot. She said, I did no such thing. She was made to sign an affidavit stating that she did not vote by absentee ballot. She was then told that her affidavit would be sent to the Board of Elections and upon confirmation would be counted as her vote. On the envelope that enclosed the affidavit, it said Republican. She is listed as a registered Republican in New York. How do you like that? There it goes. Alan in Illinois says, I've lived in Illinois all my life, 76 years. How, why has Illinois voted Democrat for so many years? When I was a kid, my father was a Democratic precinct captain in the 18th Ward, Chicago. After one very important election, he told me how the vote was rigged. Bingo. Let's see. A small stub of a black pencil held in the palm. Paper ballots were in use. Election workers would find Republican votes and with the palm pencil, make a mark on the ballot, thus spoiling it. Democrat win guaranteed every time in those days. Nothing's changed. Corrupt party from top to bottom. Jim in Pennsylvania says Dems no longer are for the working class. Signs everywhere for the Democrats, but I live in Delaware County right outside of Philly, so it is very blue. If you drive in Amish, Lancaster County, it is all red. There's this like that. The Democrats are for the little guy, and yet the average household income for their supporters is 300000 so not sure how that works. I'm Michael Savage. Thanks for listening. Well, thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it and you'll learn something from it. We have about 400 other episodes available for you to listen to absolutely free. You can go back into our vast library of podcasts and listen to any one of them at any time. And remember this, if you want to listen to my podcast ad-free, sign up for the Savage Premium Membership and get access to ad-free podcasts as well as some premium content from our Savage Archives. How do you sign up for those ad-free podcasts? Please visit michaelsavage.com for a link. Again, thank you for your listenership. This is Michael Savage.